welcome to episode number two. We made it all the way to number two. So that's uh big accomplishments. I'm your host, Trev Eiserhoff, and with me as always is my co-host Bush. What's up, that's Bush? Me. That's me. Uh, not much, not much. Just you know, chilling, watching the game kind of deal, and uh, let's talk. Chilling like a villain. Oh yeah. So uh good news. We scored a, a sponsor. Yeah, that is. That's really uh you know, some nice attire is pretty nice. It helps, you know, playing hockey with them is nice. So, yeah, big uh, thanks to Colty. So, this episode is sponsored by the Aboriginal-owned Four Season Power Sports Group, which includes K-Sports, Marine and Kenora, Dryden Power Sports, and Baduke Equipment in Fort Francis. They offer a variety of power sport products and services with brands like Lund, Crestliner, Mercury, Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Ski-Doo, Canem, Suzuki, Steel, and Cub Cadet, to name a few. <laughs> you Woo! said that in one breath. That's impressive. I, I like that. I like that. Look them up online at www.4spg.com today. Plus, they have Facebook groups and Instagram. So they uh, they have a contest going on, their Facebook group. So uh, sign up for that and you, you'll win some uh, great prizes. So welcome aboard Four Season Power Sports Group. Welcome to the family, guys. Do we call them cousins or what's up? Oh, cousin? they're, they're, they're cousins, all they're right. cousins. So they're when cousins. we go down there and test drive a couple of boats and sea dudes, hey, we'll say, hey, it's cousin, us. it's us. What's up, cousin? Yo, <laughs> that's what we'll see. Do we get the, a cousin rate? <laughs> I get two CDs, but a cousin rate. Well, come on, cuz, hook us up. Yeah, Colty, cuz, hook us up, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're so glad that Colt reached out to us and just offered to be a sponsor. And this is what we wanted. And it was awesome to have to get a sponsor after the first show so love and support for k sports marine so head down the k sports marines and tell them that we sent you and say we want the res hockey deal tell them the cousin sent you they'll yeah. know who we're talking about yep so head down there check out their facebook group instagram show them some love so uh right now the canadians are playing what's the score bush it appears to be two two Tied up, just just tied it up, but not too long ago. You know, I don't. They're not coming back. They might, they might win this game, but they're not going to win four straight. Oh man, I doubt Price it. Is too good, man. That guy's a Sunday player for sure, hundred percent Sunday player. He's definitely Sunday afternoon player. Definitely, he's he's the one you want at five p.m. Sunday when you're facing off against uh, other players. You know, nothing. I thought you were going to say, but they're done that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, that's no, only I don't, inside. I don't play. Uh, well, I play Sunday morning at like eight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's only if he make, wakes that's, up. That's that's only if I stay awake. <laughs> but Price is the man. Like holy Christ, he's hot, yeah. eh? What was that stupid stat there a while ago? There, he hasn't been scored on in like how many minutes? Like wow, he's just amazing. He, he's just like I'm watching him right now instead, instead of you. So. Uh, <laughs> Six straight games they won, like six straight games. In the playoffs. The, the, the someone I, I want to be the guy that hooks up on all those stats that has everything, you know, types computer. Say, oh yeah, by the way, uh, the so and so are uh, one hundred two and three when, when this happens. The, the craziest oh, thing yeah. about this stat is is that when the last time the Montreal Canadiens did 
win six in a row or something like that. They, it was 1993, and I think they, they won, hoisted they, something. Yeah, I think they won the cup. Yeah, yeah. And they beat Gretzky, the great they one. Beat, they beat Gretzky, yeah. But for record, the, for record, they should have lost to the least because Gretzky high oh, stick Doug Gilmore. And Kerry Fraser nah, missed a call. It was a five-minute major. He didn't miss it. <laughs> Still bitter. How long it was ago? Like you, 20, you're bitter. 27, 28 years ago? <laughs> Damn, Kerry Fraser and Gretzky. I still won't ever cheer for um, Carolina. Ever. Carolina? Yeah, that, that's only been 2006. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're still bitter. But they're I'm down They're down 3-1 to Tampa. Good. They're Good. not back either. Good. They shouldn't even be in the league. You know what? Like I love the Leafs. I'll I'll bleed blue blue and white, but it's hard to cheer for the Canadians. But you want to cheer for Price because he's a niche boy. But still, like, do you want to cheer for the Canadians? It's just like you as an Oilers fan. Do you want to cheer for the Flames when they're doing good? No, right? no. I, I see. I didn't swear there, but no. <laughs> How awesome was that to see Carey Price? Go down uh, Winnipeg. in Winnipeg and pay his respect and say yep. hi to the residential school survivors. I mean, yep. even when you're in the playoffs and you're on a schedule, a lot of superstition. So you want to keep doing the things over and over that you're doing, especially when you're winning. And he goes down and says hi and pays his respects to the residential school survivors. I mean, I think that meeting them and seeing them gave him that extra push that he needed, that mm-hmm. extra support. And I think that's why I think they're winning. Well, yeah, touching on that, I you know, there comes a time and place where these players realize, like, yeah, they're getting paid to do to do something. They're not, so at some point, they're going to be using, they just cast away the human beings. And I think at that moment, Kerry defined himself, saying, you know what, this is just a game right now. I have, I have to go and talk to these people. I have to go and pay my respects as an as a Aboriginal person, as a, as an indigenous male, I felt that he had to do that. He, he didn't care about hockey. He didn't care about superstition. He didn't care about some photographer or way, way down there. You know, he didn't, you know, it, it, this, it was just a game and that was bigger than him. It was bigger than everybody right now. So for that, for him to just single that out and just, you know, no, I don't care if I'm playing tonight. I don't care. If, I don't care if I'm playing tomorrow night. I, I have to see these people right now. I think that's a, you know, it's a human, human gesture. And they posted the one picture where he's standing, shaking hands with a lady and he has a, his mask off and people were trolling him about it. It's like, give him a break, guys. Yeah, I'm sure they're um, the girl, the daughter of that lady said her mom's vaccinated with both shots. And I'm sure Carrie Price is as well. So it's OK. Like they were still pretty far mm-hmm. apart from each other, but just the thought that there's always going to be negative people trying to ruin a good moment, a positive yeah. moment. And there's always going to be negative people. And it's sad. It's, it's hard not to get upset and annoyed, but I just, at the end of the day, you just got to shake your head. It's like, come on, man, yeah. give them some respect and just taking that moment like everyone else. Cause it was, I was, I was trying not to get annoyed with that. Yeah, it's hard not to. But as you said, Trevor, there's there's gonna be that troll. There's gonna be those uh, those um, call it those cowards. Those internet, whatever you want to call it. They're, they're gonna they'll garner enough attention to try and take away from something being good, something being being big, powerful moment for especially for us. I mean, like I don't know. Just you, you really do have to shake your head and just say, you know what, buddy, just click away. Just don't bother. This exactly. is bigger than. Yeah. 
What about uh, Las Vegas and Colorado? They're tied at 2-2. I wasn't expecting for them to be tied 2-2. Once after that first game when they won like 6-1, 7-1, I was like, wow, this is going to be a four-game sweep. But Vegas is playing good like the last couple of years. Yeah, they've – well, I said that before. Like Vegas is – yeah, they got – they're almost like a team of scrubs, but they're – third or fourth line players you gotta you gotta realize you remember that they were second line players on their respective clubs like they're they're good players and like it's just like when you create you know I, i'm not apples and oranges if like if, if you create team canada like our fourth line is say it's say it's, it's someone else's first power play unit like vegas is their good squad like they're they're a good team not taking anything away from Colorado right now, but Vegas, they're, you know, they came back. They, they said, they said they're not going to be pushed around. So one who cares, come at us. And then look at us now we're tied to all. And they won convincingly the other night. Like, yeah, they did. Marcus yeah. with the hat trick and our boy, Zach Whitecloud with a nice apple. Yeah. On the game winning goal. I might add that kid's getting better and better. He's yeah. a solid six, two, two twenty. Looks like Bush back in his day. His back prime. in, <laughs> Back when I never used to be good. Back in the day <laughs> when he won five Casey's Best Defenseman of the Year yep. award. In a yeah, row. in a row. In a row, people. Uh, the most average defenseman ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Zach's playing awesome. Like it's good to see when they score and just the way he jumps in that group just to celebrate. Like he's even though he's a five or six depth defenseman, he's just as important as the first line. And it's good to see that they they're uh, loving him up and he's a big part of that team. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be good. He's he'll be a restricted free agent eh, after this year because I think he signed a two year. I don't know. Not it's paying attention. To, no, no, no. I Sorry. You're not paying attention to a fellow Bemidji State Beaver. Hey man, he's the reason why I got cut. So so F him. <laughs> <laughs> I got cut from D1, the club hockey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got cut. I was no more beer, man, because this kid, you know. <laughs> this kid from the uh Dakota. What about the uh, the crowds in Vegas? 18,061 sold out crowd. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I agree with you. It's and crazy. Maybe like three quarters of the crowds weren't even wearing a mask. Like, oh, are we, yeah. are we just as crazy to think like, are we brainwashed to think that's crazy and that's not normal now because we haven't seen that in a, over a year and a half now, to be honest. And I hate to say that. I don't like saying that. Like, wow. Look at that crowd. Just, they don't just have say it then. <laughs> just say it. Just say it, brother. Just say it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's 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 that's touchy because my friends in the States, uh one of my friends was actually they were in a sports bar watching the wild uh play. They lost, but you know, it's it's that bitterness up here where we can't even go like I can't even come over to your house or everybody's house in Winnipeg and go uh, you know, without having to, you know, I gotta cross a border and I gotta put on a mask, I gotta you know, wash my hands so much that I'm uncovering, you know, stickers and everything and it's you know, almost like it comes a point where like people are tired, like we're tired. I, yeah, we as a hockey player, you're a hockey player. We are a group like we want to go watch a game like 
like we can doctor up our own houses for, but it's just not the same. Like I want to go, I want to order the, the the flat beer, the the, well, the horrible nachos. You know, I just want to loudly cheer and uh, and to see the like two hundred people are are allowed to go watch the Jets play, and you go to Vegas and it's uh, holy man, there's uh, you know eighteen thousand people here. Like what? Like like where's the oomph that you want to say? Like if you had a chance to go to Vegas. And it was going to be another sold out crowd, 18,000 plus. Would you feel comfortable going into the arena? Without a doubt. I would definitely feel comfortable. Especially with or without a mask? Without. I'd go without. With, but after a couple of beers, without. Oh, yeah. Doubt. Without a doubt, uh, after a couple of beers, definitely. I like, it's just, I don't know. Like, there's so many stories, so many things yeah, going on. Right? Yeah. It's just, I'm not, we're not, I will say this, uh, Bush and Trev, we are not promoting f- for our young listeners to all of a sudden go without a mask and adhere to to nothing. Just, you know, be cool, be safe about things. <laughs> exactly. Practice social distancing, wash yeah. your hands and buy all the toilet paper in the world. Yeah, hoard it. Just hoard the, hoard the toilet paper because that's really what will happen. And, uh, you know. <laughs> so after our first show, I was so, so nervous, um, put it online to put it on all these apps. And I was like to the point where I was just pacing back and forth. And But we got so much love. It made it way easier. Like it's easier now to do this show number two from all the support that we've been getting and uh, a lot of positive messages on our Facebook page. So don't forget to follow us at Res Hockey Podcast on Facebook. Um, I'm not sure if I want to do Instagram or Twitter because no. everything's on Facebook and I don't have that much time to go on all every social media. Oh, well, there might be an Instagram coming up soon. You never know. <laughs> but follow the hashtags, though. We need the hashtags. Though. You want to follow Bush? Bush, what's your username on ha- uh, Instagram? Bushman underscore 75. This guy bakes every <laughs> once a week. So if you want to learn a new. I- I uh I hashtag whip it up whenever. <laughs> if you like no, I, raw uh, eggs, he'll he's your guy. Raw eggs and the cookie dough, you know. <laughs> My daughter Anna's been been eating cookie dough, but we found a recipe where you don't have to add eggs, so she can just eat it whenever. And she's been cool. in a big uh, cookie dough kick lately without the cookie dough. So. <laughs> kids so but yeah thanks for the all the messages and all the positive feedback because it was nerve-wracking i was scared to get some negative feedback but nothing came so so shout outs for everyone for the positive feedback it was it it's making it easier to do this podcast so. yeah it's it helps it helps, definitely helps a lot positive feedback and everything give you support hey when are you guys coming on like even today at work people were asking me about it and are we going to have this are people going to call in i said we're just online it's just you know <laughs> go to whatever you want to whatever you want whatever app store <laughs> just download it it's give us a listen larry taylor there's no call-ins he talks this often are you guys gonna have call-ins i was like <laughs> what is this Métis hour in winnipeg or what on uh, who who are we tim and Sid? no no we're but better I, yeah so lt <laughs> no call-ins anyways not till we'll figure it out not till episode three <laughs> but we won't take your call lt no we're screening his uh, i just want to give some shout outs uh, a lot of people are helping us helping me 
with the podcast. I'd like to start off with Smudge the Blades. Harlan, thanks for uh, your little shout outs. And uh, he's correct for uh, Fresca Saskamoose. I'm not taking nothing less than a grand. A three-star hotel and mm-hmm. uh, I'll drive to Saskatoon. Yeah, I'll ask for there. ask for some tape. Yeah, and it has to be Howie's tape, yeah, yeah. Costco tape. So yeah, hey. thanks, thanks, uh, Smudge Smudge the Blades for uh, the love and support. Another organization is Hockey Indigenous. They are top notch. If you want to find out news about your favorite niche player, one of your cousins that are playing Indigenous Hockey Indigenous is the people, the group to see because they're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm not sure about Snapchat. I don't Snapchat. (laughs) But yeah, they're uh, up to date on all their news. And that's where I get my news from. So check them out on Facebook. And last, I'd like to say what's up. And a a shout out to Nick Fleahart from Beer Lake Players Association. Nick lives out in Calgary, but he's, uh, he's from Oklahoma. He gave me some tips how to do the podcast. So thanks, Nick, for all your support. Nick is on Facebook under BLPA. Go to the... Everyone that I mentioned, go to their pages and support them because they helped us help you. That's good. Give them some love. (laughs) Give them some support. With that saying, our guest for episode number two is Miss Taylor Hall. Not Taylor Hall. (laughs) You bonehead. Taylor Tom. I saw the Oilers jersey. I, I saw the number four. So I was like, Taylor Hall. It's like, and I saw no. that's not right. That says bear. Well, I saw the four in the background. 74. Sorry, Man. Taylor, for calling you Taylor Hall. But that's a that's uh a compliment because Taylor Hall is a good hockey player. But yeah, we have Taylor Tom doing our Taylor Tom doing our episode number two interview. She lives here in Kenora. She's from Whitefish Bay, and she is a defenseman at Norwich University in Vermont. So uh, our interview with Miss Taylor Tom. Hey, guys, we're here with Taylor Tom. Taylor is from Kenora and Whitefish Bay and is currently going to school at Norwich, Norwich University. Hey, Taylor, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. So, uh, yeah, let's get started with this interview. So, first question. So, with the offseason happening, so what are you up to this offseason? Well, things look kind of a little bit different because of COVID. Normally, I would be living in Winnipeg already this summer, training at the Rink Training Center, where I go through their on-ice and their off-ice programs there. I've been going there for the last, I think this will be my fifth or sixth year this coming summer working out there and training there in the off season. Uh, but right now I've been working in Kenora. I just accepted a new position actually for a job in Winnipeg starting here shortly. So I'll be back at the rink, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, but right now I've just been working out in my cousin's, uh, garage and I've actually been rollerblading and last night I swiped the tumble. So right on Valley drive, pretty, pretty busy street. (laughs) One of the busiest streets in town, and you just <laughs> was it face first, or you just described the I, fall? I <laughs> nailed I was kind of just like going a little slower because I was like right at the end, and then I just hit a rock dead on, and I just full on Superman right to the pavement. But oh. luckily, 
Luckily, it was just my hands and my one knee, and there also was no cars going by, and there was one person up ahead walking, but they were on their phone, and they didn't even look up, so I was kind of really glad. (laughs) What do you do in that situation? Do you just go help the person, or you just ignore and pretend you didn't see it because you're kind of too embarrassed? I don't know. That's what the first thing I thought about. I just like got up so quick because I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to see me or like, you know, if a car is going by most of the time, someone will pull and be like, oh, my God, are you okay? It's just that embarrassment. So you just get up as fast as you can. I saw that one time a guy was just showing off, skating backwards and doing his (laughs) crossovers and he wiped out in in front of us. But I just acted like I didn't see and I just totally <laughs> walked the other way. And he was down. I checked him a couple times and he was still down. I was like, ah, that's what you get for <laughs> trying to show off. There's a Seinfeld episode about that one. The Good Samaritan Law. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor. Uh, next question. Going back to your old high school days, what was it like playing at Balmoral Hall? Um, it was one of the best experience I think I've ever had. Um, it was definitely an opportunity that at the time when I first, you know, took it on and said yes to going to school there and with my accepted my offer of being um, asked to play for them and whatnot. I didn't think that, you know, I would end up where it has taken me. Um, didn't know that I would have traveled all over North America playing in city after city, like weekend after weekend. Um, It was a pretty unbelievable experience. And even like looking back, it was just like the opportunity of a lifetime. And I'm so glad that I took the opportunity um, to get out of our small of Kenora, just because with the goals that I had for myself, I knew I wasn't going to have as many opportunities to achieve such goals if I stayed in the small town of Kenora to play hockey just because of you know the scouting and whatnot and the caliber of hockey I needed to get out where I would be able to um, play against you know I played against a lot of U18 Team Canada girls girls I girls who have now made the Team Canada development rosters for the next upcoming Olympics and then even just with the school schooling opportunity you know it was able I was able to never have any um, setbacks with, you know, the schools that I was talking to here and there for recruitment processes, processes, I was lucky, you know, to be able to, um, share my SAT scores and whatnot and not feel like I was going to be, you know, doubted or something. (laughs) Was, uh, Sarah, your coach when you went to Balmoral? Yeah. At the time she was my assistant coach. And then, it was the year after that I graduated from Balmoral Hall and went down to play in Boston. I took a post-grad year where she took over the program and it has really just skyrocketed since she's taken, taken it over. She actually just won, can't think of the title right now, but she just won a pretty big um, hockey award with uh, Hockey Manitoba right, uh, just a couple days ago. It was announced and, you know, she is the most deserving person, one of the best coaches I have ever had and even today we still talk like I think I was texting her just a couple days ago having a casual conversation trying to you know uh plan for the next time we might be able to see each other and meet up in person yeah I got the opportunity to meet Sarah a couple years I think it was two years ago my daughter asked skated uh with Balmoral Hall and 
we talked afterwards and she is so smart she knows the game yeah. inside out like for me like I thought I knew a lot in hockey but when after talking with Sarah and everything she has planned and just the practices that she runs is like wow I don't know nothing she's so <laughs> yeah, smart I, I actually play beer league with her in the summer too I play I played on her team and it's like a bunch of her guy friends, they all played, you know, dub or NCAA or um, university hockey. And then there's girls like J- Janelle Kohanchuk who play, who uh, was made the Canada development roster the last Olympics and was one of the last cuts there, unfortunately. But it's been such a pleasure to, you know, skate with those guys in the summer just because it's a new, a new caliber of hockey. All those, and now they might be, you know, reaching if they're in early 30s late 20s but you know they're when can they ever move the puck and they can play yeah. the freaking i'll tell you that okay after balmora hall you played like you said one year in boston then you then you went to norwich university where you're currently playing how did you pick norwich and what course are you taking there okay so my recruiting process was kind of a little bit um choppy and heartbreaking I would say I had a verbal offer to go to UBC upon my graduation in 2017 and then a couple weeks before when I was about to you know fully commit and uh, sign some papers and whatnot they called me and just let me know that you know they were going to go a different route with their recruitment and whatnot so at that point I was pretty uh, devastated. I didn't really know what I was going to do, you know, going to the rink. I was just so felt so defeated. And I felt like, you know, my confidence within the game of hockey was kind of just taken away from me. I felt like the goals that I had for myself were never going to be achieved. Um, so I took a, a, a while to kind of come back around and it actually, I played on Team Manitoba for the National Aboriginal Hockey Championships. And my coach, Dale, he, you know, he really pulled me out of a dark spot with the game of hockey. He always has believed in me and he actually named me team, uh, team captain before, prior to going to that, uh, the last NHC tournament I went to in my grade 12 year. And then from there, um, I was asked to go play in Boston with um, by Darren Jorgensen. He actually paid for me to go there, which was really huge because I don't think that would have been po- it Actually, I know it wouldn't have been possible at the time to do so. And at the time, you know, I was just applying to schools. I was considering just going to a school and uh, trying to be a walk on and, you know, giving it all I could. But then the opportunity of going to Boston came up and I just couldn't say no because I just love the game of hockey and, you know, all of the sacrifices that I made moving away from home when I was just 15, um, growing up with just my mom, it was a big sacrifice for me and also her. So it was something, you know, I couldn't turn down. So I went to Boston and then I actually met the coach at the time at Norwich was, uh, Mark Bolding. His name is he, he actually left and went to Yale, uh, two seasons ago now, but he, came up to me in a showcase in April of my graduating year before I went to Boston. And he told me, you know, there's a position for you on our team this coming year, if you want it, if not um, the next coming year, 
we'll have one open for you as well. And from there, I always kept that, I guess, in my back pocket. And then I talked to quite a few other schools when I went to Boston. But then the second I decided to go to Norwich and get um, a feel for the campus and walk around and have a real visit, I kind of just fell in love with the campus and the people there. It was a smaller setting school. And uh, like going to BH, it's a pretty small school. I think our graduating class was like 30 to 35 people. So I'm used to a smaller um, class size. And then they also had my program, which is nursing. I've known from the get-go that I wanted to go into nursing. So that also was kind of a key factor within my recruiting process because lots of um, college and university teams, they won't even take you. They won't even talk to you if once you say that you're interested in nursing just because it's too hard to juggle, you know, the sport of hockey and then with schooling. So, yeah, so that's my story of how I ended up in Northfield, Vermont. Oh, wow. That's a good, good, good story. So I've been to University of Manitoba and I've been a University of Minnesota. Both campuses are huge. Like you can't really picture a scale unless you actually go there. Uh, what's the campus life uh, where you're at? Like, well, how big is it? Like, what can people, people relate to? Like, is it downtown Kenora? Is it what? Um, I would say that downtown Kenora is way bigger. (laughs) Um, our campus itself is like maybe the heart, like the Harbor front, I would say like, it's pretty small. And then the town that it's in, I always, for some reason, when I compare it, I always compare it to Ignis, Ontario for some reason. (laughs) It's like really small. There's, there's a subway, there's I think two banks there is there's trying to think what there really even is there's a laundromat there's really not much going on in in the town of Northfield in Vermont I'll tell you that is there a target or a super center Walmart um there is not the closest Walmart to us is about 20 minutes away which isn't too bad so that's where we get our groceries and everything but yep (laughs) Gotta love the super center Walmart, eh, boy? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's the one thing I miss about the states is just going to Target and Walmart. <laughs> the groceries down there are so different, so much better. <laughs> yeah, like you can get like a three liter jug of Kool Aid for a dollar fifty. <laughs> Can't beat that, Bush. No, you can't. <laughs> okay, one thing that I want to talk about is I read the story uh, that you were a part of with CBC, and they talked about your mom and how big of a sacrifice she made for you. And and that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people understand, that how big sacrifices moms make in the game of hockey. Like you see like dads that are coaching and stuff like that but it's the moms in the background that have the biggest and hardest job but people don't understand you just see the dad standing on the bench but the moms are the ones that are working hard to work in extra jobs so how important is your mom in your hockey career um well without her my hockey career honestly wouldn't have been possible and it wouldn't have been I wouldn't be as far if I you know didn't have her to call my mom I'm pretty 
pretty lucky individual to call that superhuman my mom. Um, yeah, she kind of right from the get go, like I in the article, it says, you know, she put me in learn to skate and I just fell in love with skating. So then she put me into hockey and, you know, she didn't make it. She was unable to make it to every tournament. That's for sure. I think every tournament every year I was always, you know, getting into someone else's vehicle, whether that would be, you know, my coach's vehicle or another teammate's parents' vehicle. And they'd be taking me to, you know, Dryden for the, the States, wherever we were going. And there was always somebody willing to take me as well, which was really, which is a really key part to, you know, the, hockey community always just comes together and like whenever it's not possible for someone you know I find I always had teammates and whatnot who would make it possible especially for me with growing up with a single mom it's definitely a difficult job you know she was for most of my life she's had two three four jobs all at once and then when I played in Kenora I would play on every single team possible I think at one time I was playing there was two or three seasons I was playing on three teams. So you can imagine what the practice schedules and stuff would look like. And with her being at work, you know, I'd have to get once again, an, another situation where I would need a ride from whoever basically was willing to take it felt like. So, yeah, I think, you know, those sacrifices that parents make for us to, you know, make our dreams come true is just an unbelievable thing. And as I look back and, you know, my, um, upcoming last year of playing hockey and my graduating year is coming I've been really you know realizing all the sacrifices that she made for me to make everything possible and I think you know what an achievement it has been for me but also her wow that's awesome that's tremendous tremendous okay Taylor you see you mentioned something that you're you're finishing up school quite you know quickly here sorry um do you have any plans like, like are you going to go to europe you're going to try and some play some kind of professional hockey across overseas or are you just going to go right to nursing like bam that's it i'm done or what um i kind of have had thoughts about playing but i just think with the career that i've chosen it's time it's a very pivotal moment i think within my life that i'm ready to you know um hang up my skates and i guess Besides beer league, I guess that's probably in <laughs> as hockey tournaments. I don't think I'll any, I like, I was having a conversation with my sister-in-law, I think it was the other day. And I said, the most serious hockey I'll play like after this will be res hockey tournaments when it really, <laughs> you know, gets down to it. Um, but yeah, I think just with the career I've chosen of nursing, I'm also just at that moment in my life where I'm, you know, pretty content with everything that I have done to do with the sport of hockey that now I'm just ready to change my focus on my career and my um, future career aspirations as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Like uh, you have a goal, so uh, keep with it. Yeah. Which is pretty much like you got to grow up right? right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which something Bush hasn't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any advice you would give to female players that are that want to play college hockey? Um, definitely, I think um, if it comes to a moment in your time where you have to choose, you know, staying with your uh, hometown friends or, you know, taking an opportunity to leave and better yourself um, in terms of hockey and you know, chasing those goals of playing university or college hockey, definitely just do it. 
fortunate. I'm pretty blessed here. I've had the same best friends from Kenora since I think we say 2007, but it feels like forever longer than that. Um, I left, you know, and every single time I come back, you know, every week we still talk every day. We still talk, you know, it's like time doesn't even pass when I come home and see them. I think, you know, it's especially as young teenagers, it's really hard to um, put your friends aside and your social life aside just because that's just at the time of our development where you know like our relationships with everybody just really um, matter to us but I think if you have a goal um, in terms of you know playing college or university hockey you got to understand that you got you're not going to be able to you know hang out every single time all of your friends hang out and there's going to be like sacrifices like my example of moving away at 15 you know I missed out on a lot of stuff with my friends and you know looking back it was like moments when I would almost just feel sad because there's so much I didn't know like I would come and I'd hang out with them and it like I said it would feel like everything just picked up but there'd be lots of fill in the blank moments for me where I didn't you know know what they were talking about or I didn't I wasn't at the last time they hung out or whatnot so it was kind of some awkward situations but I think you know if you're surrounded by the right people and you have an opportunity to go and play you know those people will always be here to come home to and they'll always support your dreams and whatever you want for yourself and you know there'll never be a time where they don't understand why why you're doing this and why you're doing that yeah that's great advice because there's the girls that I've coached there's so much talent and just in the Knorr area and I think they can make it to that next level, that next step. But I just think they need someone that they hear their story of what it takes, the sacrifices and the commitment and uh, totally agree with you. Okay. Before we go, I have, uh, we do this thing where we ask like this. five rapid niche questions. Okay. Okay. Are First you ready? One, let's go. First, or number one, baked or fried bannock? Baked. Ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? Not a bed sheet, but like those miniature blankets that you buy at Walmart. They're like five <laughs> bucks. I currently have one at my door right now, so. <laughs> Ever see Ernest Munias live in concert? <laughs> I have not, unfortunately. <laughs> number four, Indian taco or bannock burger? Bannock burger. And the fifth and last question, can you jig? I don't think I can. I want to say that I could, but I really don't think I can. You're hesitant you know, on your Saturday, reply. Saturday night after NAFN, you know, at Shooters, I probably would <laughs> give it a hot shot, but I know deep down I don't think I actually can. Just dance like as if no one's watching. Just give her hell. <laughs> Well, Taylor, thank you for coming on the show. We uh, um, appreciate it, and we uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, during your regular season, we'll love to have you back. All right, sounds good. Thank you for having me. Thank uh, you. Yeah, tell your dad I said hi, and uh, Boston sucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, we'll I'm talk to you again. Yeah, all right. Sure. Okay, we'll yep. talk Take to you care. again. See ya. Thank you. Bye.
Yeah, that was a great interview with Taylor Tom. She's a very humble and smart young woman and we wish her all the best and uh she's going to uh be a great nurse when she's uh done school because she's so uh she's focused people- on that yeah she's a people's person and it's good to yeah. see so uh thanks again to taylor and we'll love to have you back on the show and uh have a good summer okay we'll talk about what everyone was talking about the last couple days number 55 off the winnipeg jets mark shuffley and his hit What's your two cents in that bush? Well, I was reading about reading about it, watching the highlights and watching different camera angles. And my take is it was a playoff hit. I think it garnered a match penalty. I don't think it was enough for suspension. My reasoning is that he didn't take a stride. He didn't he didn't leave uh, the ice. He he was skating on a back check hard that's that's what you're trained to do that's as a defense that you know as you're defending you're trying to but you're angry you gotta put put your mind in where he is he's pissed off they're gonna lose there's nothing he can do about it so i think he was just skating and and just it was a collision it was a hard hard hit though that's my take i don't think it warranted a suspension at all i think what they looked at too is there was a camera angle a camera on him and he was beside or beside price and he just went all the way to his end and hit what is that that kid's name i don't know no one no one knows no one knows the kid this is gonna be solo quickly but again like he was back checking he was was trying to get the puck but who skates around in that with his head down come on this yeah see there's that like you're in the nhl how many times have coaches have your parents have your friends like keep your fucking head up especially around there like he didn't if you watch the pre he didn't even look to see how many people he, who was checking on no. on him from behind he like he was didn't more worried about that goal on that MC. yeah he didn't check even when he was going around the net the first time he didn't check who was coming behind him of his he just thought i'm gonna get that goal no yeah. matter what and he paid the price but you gotta think Mark Sheffley's what six three, so he's gonna come in like his, high, right? When that like his high. his natural shoulder, like it's gonna be in, in someone's face. Like it just it's somehow that's just it's just genetics and skates. But you gotta give props to Nicholas or whatever his name, Ailers. He if you see oh, the yeah. replay, he was like chewing everybody. Guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know but yeah, I know, like like Shifley, he's a big boy and uh you know his victim, you, you wanna call it that, he was a smaller guy and it's it just it looked awful his head the way it hit hit the ice and it's just yeah, like a little rag doll. We used to give out those hits at least once a game back back in the day. Yeah. Like, Come on, it's stupid that you can't hit no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you watch, when you watch, when you read comments, it's I don't want to put us in a pedestal above other people. I don't want to say that we're smarter than than uh, keyboard warriors. But to those that play the game, like the hockey's not gone soft. It's not at all. Like people are trying to prevent a serious, serious injuries, like concussions. Like that's that's a danger, and people are becoming aware. And there's no hockey's not going soft. They're they're just trying to prevent someone from you know being a vegetable their whole life and, and we you know that's what i think like if you don't play the game don't 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 go into detail about how many comments or what could possibly happen like stuff happens in in one stride and just fortunately the guy popped his head on the ice like, if you go to brandon or fresh Saskamoos where there's open ice hitting i'm sure you'll see a couple hits oh. per game like that 
Absolutely, you will because you're, you're you take if we happen to go like it's a big if. I have I've I haven't played any type of contact in over twenty five years. Like I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like I I all my timings off. I I'm used to skating around with my head down once to, like all the time. You know, I've never really learned, but still like. And there's a well, we'd be playing against junior players that know how to hit. Like he's, yeah. they're gonna like like <laughs> twenty years ago. I remember twenty plus years ago. I was still a young guy, and I came here to play in North American. And we're, <laughs> I was playing against Earl Wapiok, and he hit me, and uh, he was skating <laughs> down. He had with his head down. He had the puck, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna fucking cream this guy." You idiot! I tried to go hit him. You moron! Man, I was on my butt. No, yes. Solid. It's like, holy man, this guy just knocked me on my ass. (laughs) Yeah, he he hit me pretty good one day or one tournament. Probably the same game or same uh, same weekend, but then maybe I same thing. I I took I saw him coming the last minute, and I planted my my left foot, and I. Just kind of put my shoulder. No, I, it was just like you. You try to hit him. I try to stand up. It may as well, uh, you know. <laughs> he's just a solid, solid oh, individual. Yeah. And just I, think how, how many. Sorry, and just think how many people are in that caliber that play in contact religiously or are in the leagues. Like, yeah. Then five years later, we were playing him again, and I had, I had the puck, and I could see him coming. I dumped the puck right away. <laughs> No I, I wanted to get hit from Earl again, so I just dumped it off the boards and just totally. I would have, I would have went for a line change. Oh, I, <laughs> I dumped it. Yeah. To see Earl coming at you like that. Like yeah. Things. I don't want to be like. It'd be like. Boards. Be like our teammate Marxy coming at us. <laughs> it'd be like Marxy. Uh, Got to give you love, buddy. Or uh, Penny. Penny. <laughs> Penny. Yeah. There's a boy. Yeah. I think he would probably hug you first, then hit you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, I think uh, eight games is too much, John Sheffley. Oh, he was just yeah. playing the body. He was just back checking. He was doing his four, job. four, oh, yeah, four, four games. Did I say eight? You said eight. You you got him confused with Kadri. Oh yeah, that's right, Kadri. <laughs> Don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> I have a cousin. He's a uh, uh, fan, and he's like, "Oh, Kadri's not going to do that, and he's not going to do this." Oh. It's like, wait and see. Kadri's going to. Pull an old Caldry and he's going to get suspended. And sure enough, yep. he got suspended. Mm-hmm. What goes through someone's mind to do that? Like, I don't know. Yes. They go, yeah, they think they got to play the role. They don't. He's really not much of a player. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Like, he's proven that he can skate with them, but his legacy for the NHL is not going to be good, though. He's going to be uh, in the same conversation as Sean Avery, like that type of player. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but I'm glad the Leafs got rid of him because yeah, he would have did the same for the Leafs. And so, how many games he's out? He's out eight games. So he's the he just put the Avs uh, minus one roster. Like yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, that thing about the Shuffley hit, I was okay with it. It was just the timing too. Third period, less than fifty. It was yeah, fifty-two seconds. Like, why do you have to hit someone fifty-two seconds? Do it in the first period. Do it in the second period where you want to set the tone and. But not at the end of the game where, yeah, it's going to send a message for the next game, but you're not playing the next game. Do it in the first period. <laughs> yeah. That's what I used to do. I used to just run someone in the first period, set the tone, and that's it. They'll be yeah. scared for the second and third and give you all that room and escape. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Final opinion is it was a clean hit, but I think so. Clean hit. Now, Montreal, uh, Vegas, we're focusing on them because we got. Our cousins, Price and White yep. Cloud. So second, um, second and third cousins. Yeah, send me. Uh, 
Send me an autograph jersey, please, cousin. Yeah, me too. But uh, who you got for them to win out of their series? I'm going Montreal. Obviously, I, I have some animosity towards Winnipeg because they did something to my team. They swept. I'll say it aloud. I'll own up to it. They swept. The Oilers. Um, I can't see Winnipeg coming back winning four straight games. Like I said before, they, they might win tonight. It's two all, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna win the series. As for our boy Zach, my cousin, our fourth cousin, ah, you know, after the first game, I was uh, said Colorado all the way, but after now, no, I think uh, this going to go the distance. I think it'll go seven. I think uh, Vegas is going to pull it off. I think they're going to win. If Montreal wins and Vegas wins, Vegas and Montreal plays each other. How awesome is that going to be? That's if I was white cloud, like, are you going to say, do I really want to score on my cousin or do I just yeah. shoot hard and? See, there's the they're probably gonna talk to each other after that. Let's say, yeah. listen, cuz don't shoot too high or shoot way, way high, and uh, I'll make you look good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a series that I'm looking forward to if they both make it out of the second rounds, Vegas and Montreal. Yep. That'd be awesome to see some uh, cousins playing, absolutely, absolutely. You gotta cheer for the cousins, no matter who they play for, or for sure, yeah. All right, guys, just a reminder to check out K-Sports Marines, Dryden Power Sports, and Buduk Equipment. If you're looking for a boat, mortar, snowmobile, Sea-Doo, quad, side-by-side, lawnmower, generator, and much more, one of these four-season power sports groups, locations will have what you need. Visit www.4spg.com today. And don't forget, tell them that uh, Res Hockey sent you. Don't say Bush because you'll probably get kicked off and they'll call the cops on you. So don't yeah. mention Bush. Yeah, that, that's supposed to be a private incident. But, but we'll check keep out, the, they gave us some cool swag, but I was hoping for a side-by-side or at least a new uh, Crestliner boat with a 250 on it, but they just gave us a hat and shirt. But Maybe next season. Or maybe next week. Yeah. Okay, maybe. if you had the choice to go, they have everything, like a side-by-side, a quad, a pontoon, or a boat, what would and he said, Bush, come on down. You can test drive something. What would you pick? Oh, I don't know. I, I go with the quad because I don't have my my uh, my card to do boats. It's <laughs> like a 40-minute course, man. I would pick and I would pick a pontoon, but I, I'll tell him I want two 250s on the back. That 500 just, <laughs> just too much power and just crash. <laughs> you wouldn't even make it out of the creek. No kidding, eh? <laughs> just all force in the back. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe something we can go to the the shop this week and ask: Is this possible? Two 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 fifties on a pontoon? Yeah, we should ask that. All right, we're gonna come uh, this week or next week, boys. So uh, get ready. Yeah, we can make that happen. A little bit of Q and A. Yeah. So uh, thanks everyone for. Uh, Join in for episode number two. Um, thanks for all the love and support. And uh, see you next week at Res Hockey. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Res Hockey Podcast. So uh, we'll see you again. Thanks and take care. Peace.